Hello, you're listening to KPMG's Private Client Insight Series, where we examine topical issues related to wealth management and family matters. I'm Vincent Wall, and I'm delighted to be joined on this occasion by the Head of Legal Services at KPMG, Francis Hackett, to tease out some of the key issues related to privacy. Good morning, Francis. Good to talk to you. Morning. Great to talk to you. Could you outline to us the various reasons people of wealth, whether it's personal wealth or wealth accrued through a business, might seek, might want to optimise their privacy, particularly in a small country like Ireland, I suppose? Yeah, well, that's, a, that's the key question, I suppose, Vincent. And in, in Ireland in particular, it's a bit of a goldfish bowl. It's a small country and uh, people know each other's business. And so it's people have very good reasons for saying, well, look, I'd like to keep my, my business private. Um, and it's not only relating to uh, matters of security, which are important, but also, you know, things like uh, if they're running a business, which, for example, uh, deals with the multinational, it could be quite important for them not to for, uh, disclose to that multinational what their margin is on a particular product, because clearly they get put under, put under um, pressure, under squeeze in relation to that. Um, and also, unfortunately, in in uh, in these days, you know, there is the issue of physical uh, physical security, and people are very conscious of that, not only for themselves but also for their families. Is there an element as well, just of of, of personal kind of angst involved in this that they just would prefer people they don't know know all about them? Absolutely. They prefer and also prefer that their their, their nearest, their closest neighbours don't know all about them because it's very often the local that really impacts on people. Uh, you know, we find talking to our colleagues internationally in KPMG that they're a little bit surprised sometimes that uh, there's such a focus in Ireland on privacy. But it's understandable. It's a small country. If you're, for example, have a business in, in Sussex in the UK, do you care if somebody in Dartmoor knows, you know, what your net wealth is? Probably not, frankly. But if you're in Castle Dermot, uh, do you care that somebody in Castle Comer knows what your personal wealth is? You probably do. Um, and that's the difference. That's a reference to my home village there, folks, in case uh, that mystified you. <laughs> And yet the whole trend in, in legislation and in society generally is for greater transparency in all sorts of matters, particularly in terms of, of, of the assets that company have, uh, wh- where they generate their income from, in terms of greater filings at, at the company's offices in various jurisdictions. Uh, and also, I suppose, uh, you know, in terms of the transfer of certain assets, now we see uh, the prices paid for houses now sure. are a public record. Yeah. How does that desire and perhaps understandable desire on certain occasions for optimal privacy trade off against that growing uh, societal trend? Well, it is, a, it is a balance. So you're quite right. I mean, the, the trend is towards transparency. So, for example, if you want to get the benefit of limited liability protection uh, on a, in, a, in a company, essentially, there are some exceptions, but uh, you you need to publish accounts, you need to be transparent. If you decide to go unlimited and not get the benefit of of limited liability, then you can not file accounts. But that's a big trade-off. Likewise, there's been new legislation introduced, I don't want to get get too technical here, but in relation to uh, the disclosure of the ultimate beneficial ownership of significant shareholdings and companies and also uh, the beneficial ownership of trusts. So... You're absolutely right. The the and and you know we're not suggesting for a moment that that people do anything other than abide by the law. That's absolutely not the case. And, and come to terms with the way the law is going. Absolutely, and and one hundred percent. And you know people have to recognise the the way the wind is blowing. Um, and it's not acceptable uh, to simply say, well, we're not filing accounts, or uh, you know we're not complying with uh, the obligations to disclose beneficial ownership. That simply doesn't work. It just causes a lot more a lot more trouble than it, than it's worth, frankly. 
given that context, what kind of advice can people like yourselves and KPMG offer to, to people of wealth uh, who, who want to, within the bounds permissible, who want to optimise their privacy? Well, I suppose what I'd say to that, Vincent, is that um, we, we, we can provide a framework, a structure about around which you can think about um, how you might go about protecting your privacy. Um, so I like to call it a little bit corny, but I like to call it the three A's. So um, you, we look at auditing, uh, we look at assessing, and then we look at acting. So there's three, three kind of pillar, pillars to it. So if we take those one by one, mm. um, auditing, first of all, it's the old adage, if you, you know, do not put your head in the sand, uh, particularly in a digital age when there's so much information available. So uh, we would always advise people to start by saying, OK, let's have a very long, hard look at what is actually out there today about you. Good, bad, ugly, the whole, the whole gamut. And so it even starts with something simple, like people doing a Google search on themselves. So, you know, mm. let's, let's start with that. And you'd be surprised what you might find. And out. you'd be surprised what you might find. Um, you'd also might be surprised with what's available on the public domain. So, you know, nowadays, you know, in, in the old days, I think you and I are old enough to remember, Vincent, that, you know, if you wanted to look up... Um, you know, a company register and find out who owned a company, you'd have to go down to the, com- to the company's office in Dublin Castle, you'd have to put in your chit and you know, could go off for a sticky bun in Bewley's and come back two hours later and you were lucky it might be there. Um, nowadays, you can do all of that from you know, the privacy of your own home. So that's, in a way, a charter for busybodies who want to say, well, okay, I can sit... Uh, or journalists. Or journalists and would never, discourage, never accuse you of being a busybody, uh, Vincent, or any of your profession. But... Um, it, it does allow people to get an awful, an, an, a huge amount of information. For example, um, as you, I think you referred to, um, in you know the, uh, the the register. There's a register uh, uh, which which um, sets out you know what are the price of a house, how much has been paid for, who's bought it, and that's very easily searchable in relation to residential properties. But even just a bit more than that, if you think about it, when when you buy and sell a house, there's a huge amount of information goes out into the public domain in relation to uh, the layout of the house, the access points to the house, um, who's bought the house before you, and so on. There's a lot of things that are um, that go into the public domain. And what we find, some, not on, not on all occasions, and, and I would make the point that in relation to privacy, it is a decision uh, that, that families make along a particular continuum. Some, some families are absolutely... Uh, obsessed about privacy, others take a more a more moderate view. So there isn't a one size fits all answer here. But to go back to the the, the example of somebody buying a substantial property, you might look at saying, okay, well, if I'm selling that property, uh, I want to have an NDA with my estate agent. I want to own copyright in the in the brochure. I want to obviously have control about you know what the photographs um, are, are on the brochure, also a video. I may want to have. NDAs with purchasers. I want the purchasers vetted so that people aren't just coming in to have a look around. So there's there's a lot of things you can and you can do around that. your rights to seek that. Would you? You're the person selling. You can do. You can you can absolutely do that. Yeah. So that that's advice in terms of doing that audit. What's out there about you, uh, and in what way, uh, perhaps, can you control or or tweak what's out there about you? Yeah, and, and I would just you know before we leave this the audit side of it. I mean, I think it's really important to look also at um, you know, the people in, in your family. So all of us have, you know, a family consists of different age groups. So I don't want to target in on young people, but, you know, we do have to touch on social media. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I say to people, it, it's no point 
uh, you know, trying to discover what's on TikTok or what TikTok is all about when there's a problem. You need to get there before that. And you need to have, I mean, I have I have young adults. Uh, uh, my children are, are, are of that age. And, you know, they put things up on, on social media. Now, I can't regulate absolutely what they do. That's not realistic. But you can have conversations with uh, with your children, with your young with with young adults in the family, and say, "Look, you know, there needs to be some principles around this." Now, you know, whether they not are enforced mm-hmm. or not is a different issue. But at least you can have the conversation before there's trouble. And people often make the mistake as well of thinking that, well, if it goes up um, on social media, well, surely I, I can you know get it taken down. I can I can do a notice to Twitter or Facebook and say, well, please take this down. And that's true. There is a right to be forgotten. But it's not an inalienable right. It's not an, You don't have an absolute right to, be, uh, to have uh, material taken down. And the, the tech giants, and quite, and quite reasonably as well, will balance your right to privacy against the public's right to know something um, and, uh, and distribute that. And so if something um, happens that, you know, if you put up a, a video of you, in, of you in a restaurant, that's in the public domain. That's not... That's not in the privacy of your own home. Uh, they're different things. So, and what about if somebody videoed through you through the window of a restaurant from the pavement? Well, you're still in public. I mean, people mm. have have objected, and I can have great sympathy with it. Where, you know, that at funerals, that you know, photographs are taken uh, of mour- mourners at you know using a long lens, and people object to that. But the harsh fact of the matter is that you know they are outside a church. That's that's a public that's a public area. Um, so. Yeah, it's a difficult one. and um, yeah. So part of your advice in this framework is to tell people what they can do and what they can't do. And that, that brings us, I suppose, that segues us to the assess element. Yeah, so I think you have to, uh, you know, like any risk thing, you have to assess the level of risk and how in, in, a disclosure of a particular piece of information might impact on you. I mean, everybody has secrets. Every family has secrets. So... You know, a particular piece of information could really have have a devastating effect. It could be a minor piece of information to to you and I, but it could be very significant. And that kind of segues into something that you and I were discussing earlier, Vincent, which is the whole issue of ransomware. I mean, it's it's very topical at the moment, and uh, we've seen governments, we've seen corporates affected by it. But there's no reason why significant uh, families, families who with high net worth, they are in effect many corporations couldn't be targeted and haven't been targeted by uh, people uh, using ransomware. So, look, the obvious thing to, to say is try and have a secure VPN, put some money, unlike you know, perhaps the HSE, into ensuring you are up to date uh, with technology. But despite all of that, yeah, you know, people who have been very competent in you know, uh, password protection and firewalls and so on <clears throat> have been attacked and have been successfully attacked. So, I think... You know, families need to have the discussion. It's a bit like having a discussion about, you know, where assets should be disposed of in a will. Have it, have it before you die. Mm-hmm. So, you know, before that terrible day dawns when you find yourself subject to a ransomware attack, um, think about, uh, you know, how you're going to deal with that. I mean, I would say it uh, right up front, it's a criminal matter. You know, you need to go to the guards. It's not... You know, it's not something that you go to your legal or professional advice and say, well, it is a criminal matter. But there are um, there there is an area f- uh, where civil law does have an impact. I mean, you saw the, the HSE went and got an injunction, albeit against unnamed individuals prohibiting the s- distribution of, of the information. What that really does is make sure that the likes of 
the, the newspapers and others won't won't then distribute that information if it's subject to an injunction. So it does have it does have a good uh, a good impact. Um, I also think, and you'd be glad to hear this, Vincent, that there's a big role for PR in this. I mean, I mm. think um, sometimes I think I see that families come in and make the mistake in thinking that lawyers are, are going to solve this. It, this isn't really a legal problem. And um, sometimes, you know, having a good PR person, having a good uh, media advisor is pretty important in this regard. Well, they'll tell you what will actually happen in real life as a thing from what the lawyers will tell you yeah, exactly. it might happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we've probably seeped into the act element of Absolutely. the case there. Absolutely. Yeah, and and they aren't... What you can do. Yeah, and, and I think what you can do, I think once you've, once you've seen what's, what's, uh, what's out there, uh, once you've decided what, what, you know, what risk that has for you, I think the things you... you there, there's simple things like, for example, uh, you know, there's no reason why you can't... Um, you know, take down things that are adverse to you, that are that are that are in fact uh, private. You should actually go and do that. That's that's a good idea. Um, you should ensure that you know, insofar as you can, that if you're concerned about uh, your property, that uh, there aren't maps available of the access points to your property that are e- readily available to people. So so go and do that. Um, so there are. It depends, of course, on on what it is you find. So your actions are are determined by what what it is you've you've done on the assessment and, and audit side. To what degree, in terms of that, that final A and the three, uh, Francis, to what degree do people have to take personal responsibility if they want to optimise their, their, their privacy? Uh, in terms of, say, their lifestyle, how ostentatious that might be, in terms of the ostentatious nature of some of the assets they might own, in terms of perhaps a, a, a big boat out in the harbour or very flashy cars or, or a number of holiday houses, to what degree do you have to trade off your lifestyle against the privacy that, understandably, you may want. Well, you know, I think that's, that's a very good point, Vincent. I mean, you can't have it every way. So, if if you're if you're driving around in a fleet of Ferraris, then you are attracting attention to yourself. I, I would say, in fairness to most, um, you know, high net worth Irish families that we've come across, they are very discreet, and they absolutely do not flash the cash, to use that expression. Um, but you can't have it every way. That's that's the reality of life. If um, if you conduct your social media on Instagram showing, you know, this amazing lifestyle in the south of France, you know, followed by, well, then, you know, it's going to come back and bite you. Um, and people kind of instinctively know that. And mm. most people, not everybody, but most people know they can't have it all. And some people, I think people also are quite clever. Some people, of course, have to um, have a, a, a public profile. Um, have to have a profile online. There's nothing inherently bad about that. But, you know, they make sure that their children are kept well out of it. Um, mm. And there are certain rules which you mightn't or you mightn't be aware of if you were looking at it as a, as a casual observer. But they're absolutely aware that there are limits as to what's being shown. And what's been shown is actually tightly controlled. But it mightn't be obvious uh, that to somebody just looking in on it that that, that is in fact the case. Very interesting and, and I think very common sense insights there from you, but uh, but obviously uh, insights and, and advice that, that a lot of people need because they just tend not to think about these things. Any closing remarks or, or, or final pieces of advice that you would give to people who are concerned about these matters? Well, I, I think the, the, there's some obvious things you can do in terms of, you know, you know don't go around using public Wi-Fi to, to do things that are um, uh, essentially confidential. Change your passwords. You know, do do stuff that's uh, you know, natural 
just I would call it, you know, health, uh, you know, um, that good you, housekeeping, good housekeeping, effectively. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think in, in KPMG, we can provide a framework uh, to allow people to think about their privacy. Um, I don't think we've a magic bullet. I don't think all, all we've all the answers, but we have helped helped people, have helped families in the past deal with these type of issues, and we'd be delighted to do so um, in the future. Thanks indeed, Francis. Francis Hackett there, Head of Legal Services at KPMG. And if you're interested in other wealth management advisory issues, please tune into the other podcasts in the series.